What's going on, Refill Team Fairchild? As you guys know, the whole point of this podcast is just to help bring our community together. I've broken it down into simple things. We're just going to hack it out. We'll talk about humor and humility, accountability, connectiveness, and also kindness, and what other strings for our bows our guests have to bring to the table, because that's how we make that beautiful music. So let's go ahead and get this episode started. All right, Team Fairchild, today we have some pretty big hitters around base. Maybe you guys have heard of them. We've got Colonel Bentley and Chief Guzman with us today. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, thanks for having us. Hey, uh, Chief and I, you know, we thought we spent a few minutes just talking about some of the activity that we've had in 2021 uh, and just how proud we are of the team that despite the pandemic, despite the heavy exercise uh, schedule and inspection schedule, and despite the highest temperature on record, despite the, um, the heavy deployments, and despite the worst air quality we've ever had here, this team has crushed it. Um, so a lot of successes. And I really appreciate, we really always like to use the theme about Nemo. If you've seen the movie Nemo, just keep swimming. And this team has definitely kept swimming. So for us, you know, as we, as we, as we really listen to what the Chief of Staff of the Air Force talks about, accelerate change or lose. Uh, we're doing everything we can to make sure that we accelerate change to win. And so this team was the first in Air Mobility Command to really advance the KC-135 Agile Combat Employment Initiatives, uh, multiple capable airmen to include hot pit refueling. And we did that in March. And now we're about 80% qualified for our crews. The team also looked at a, a problem set with air crew servicing and they developed a training plan and then they moved out. And now we're probably about 70% of all of our air crews qualified in servicing that will really advance when you're in a forward deployed location and you may or may not have a crew chief with you uh, to do that servicing. Chief, I, I got a lot more to say, but I'm going to let you say some things. Yep. Yes, sir. So as we recap, you know, we go over 2021 in my head. I'm looking at, you know, January of uh, 21 and the end of last year, December, arriving here on station. And uh, you see the, the changes. And as we open up more tanks, as COVID numbers fluctuate up and down, we're able to do more and mitigate risk. It's been impressive to see the team just, you know, spring into action and and bring people together and connection opportunities. We're doing a lot of stuff, you know, for quality of life improvements, whether it's food options, whether it's investing in our dormitory, unaccompanied housing areas, uh, revamping our day rooms, uh, revamping our airman's lounge, putting in, you know, a new kitchen in there, a micro market opening up here soon, and just working with our partners here at AFES and at FSS and off base, et cetera, just to make life better for immigrant families here on base. And on the other end, you know, we revamped our professional development courses. You know, we brought in our new career advisor. We brought in a new position, the, the development NCOIC position, which wasn't there, wasn't there before. That allowed us to focus more on airmen, developing them. We revamped our courses. We introduced uh, a more focus on, on a high-end fight, right? We introduced the X-ray extension lose briefings, the ACE at MCA, Agile Combo Employment, and multiple capable airmen briefings into our professional development courses. We're focused in on China. We're, we're constantly looking to improve and develop our, our airmen. I was speaking to a to a young NCO last night from the Civil Engineer Squadron who told me he's been stationed here about four years. And, I, and I, I'm not lying. I was having a I had about an hour long conversation with him. He told me I learned more about the big strategic KC-135 mission and, and what we do here at Fairchild in the last three two to three months than I have in my first three and a half four years here. 
And to me, people say, well, that, that's kind of sad. Like, well, I think it's a success story. That means that a squadron commander's taking the time, uh, their, their chief, their first sergeant, their leadership, their immediate supervision's taking the time to educate him on what's going on here and what how we impact the high-end fight. And at the same time, you know, he sat through the senior NCO pass. I mean, the NCO pass, I'm sorry. The NCO professional enhancement seminar. He sat through that and it opened his eyes to what the capability that Furchell brings to the fight and what the KC-135 does, the big picture-wise. So those are little success stories that I take. You know, the, the opening of new places on base, the facilities on base for you to eat, the food trucks coming on base, the dorms, you know, revamped, bringing in new staff into the dorms and making upgrades, professional development for our airmen. Uh, and opening up the door to spouses to, to participate in more functions and to pr- participate in professional development too. Was the assist training that we provide, uh, apply through and integration skills that we open up to our spouses and all and everybody in uniform too. So a lot of movement in a lot of areas throughout 2021. And we see a success in mission, right? We had the big surety inspection at the beginning, in the spring, beginning of the year and then throughout the spring of 21. And that was a huge our wing showed uh, what it's made of and that it could execute the mission. Uh, we showed that with flying colors. And now we prep for our big readiness exercise coming up here in December. And then we get into the new year with our unit effectiveness inspection, the UE. Uh, and I have no concerns. We have no concerns that our team's going to knock it out of the park in both. So I, I, I think uh, you know, Chief covered a lot of ground there. A lot of times when we, we talk to our airmen, we like to break it down to our priorities. And our priorities are really simple. It's uh, airmen, mission, and culture. And when we talk about airmen, we, that means folks wearing a uniform, it's the civilians, and it's the families. And then we have three LOEs that we follow on each, each of these priorities. And then for airmen, one of the biggest things is to improve quality of life and quality of service for our airmen. And the chief mentioned a lot of things where it's getting additional food options here and, and more, to, more to come. Uh, we're working it hard. Housing was a big challenge in 2021. Really proud of the housing team and the efforts they did to augment the contractors to make sure they got the real data to show that it's a struggle here, that rents have gone up 30% across all anchor points. And I'm really proud of the fact that out of D- of all the bases on Department of Defense, we're one of only five that got a 20% increase. Mm-hmm. And so if you haven't applied for it, even if you're paying a dollar over your BAH, go see finance. They'll retrograde it to October. And that we hope that the fact that um, that the rates will continue to show improvement next year in 2022, and we'll continue to work with the community and other areas to make sure we get more houses. Other thing is child care. Child care was um, I think when we got here last summer we had about 170 people on the wait list. Uh, now we have around 60. We have more work to do, but really proud of the FSS and the team and making that a priority to get more capacity here on base. So when we talk about housing and child care, it's if you if you if that stresses you out, you're not ready to come to work. You're not ready to come to work. That that affects mission. That affects readiness. And so we're going to do everything we can to help support that. On education, really proud of the Medical Lake School District and our and school liaison, Mr. McMullen, moving out and making Medical Lake the first school in Washington State to be a Purple Star school. Purple Star school, all that is is making an easier transition for military families as they move in. Mm-hmm. Medical Lake's been a great partner through and through. That includes like having a website, having a liaison having a students sponsor other military students that they come in. And now we're next, we're working with Cheney to be the next one. And we're working within the state to make that more of a formal recognition by Washington State. Uh, another thing for Airmen and families, Red Morgan Center closure was a huge problem. Uh, last fall that happened, we had roof concerns. Really proud of the team to get the $4 million as we showed that the Red Morgan Center 
that, that community center is, uh, is, is resiliency and resiliency is mission. And so we got the emergent requirement request, $4 million to fix that roof. Takes a long time and we'll be ready to October 22. Uh, but our team, you know, didn't stop swimming. They built an alternate facility called the depot between the wood shop and the outdoor rec. We need more people to go there. But you have USO on the space for the first time. You had Red Cross returning. You had a spouse room. You had the WIC. You have, um, what else you have there? You had thrift store. Hermann's Attic. ITT. Boomers, which is a place you can go uh, play pool, ping pong, virtual reality, have a beer, watch some UFC every once in a while. And then now they're really focused on a family room uh, up front. And so FSS, CE, turn that building into something that wasn't very usable to a space we can use as we wait for our community center to be built or the roof to be fixed. And now it's in the next thing, Chief kind of already hit it on the, the agile um, professional development. Make sure we're doing that. Well, it's a breeze with the uh, accelerate change and blues, the uh, action orders that Chief gave us. But also, uh, this was the first year we did a first term. First term officers course. First term officers course. Mm-hmm. Uh, new CAA is moving out, doing a lot of stuff on night shift, uh, making sure there's no gaps in what people hear and what they see. And uh, the other part is really exercises. We've done a lot of exercises, but you know we're really building skill sets. We, when we talk about multiple capabilities, we talk about ACE, but we don't think that this needs to be such a constrained process. It's just building competent and confident airmen to be able to do things uh, when when the factor is really high and stress is there. So the high end fight that we where we're gearing up for, you know, whether it's China, Russia, et cetera, is not the the same fight or contingency operation we've been maneuvering in the last, since 2001 in essence, or even prior to that in the Middle East. Uh, so we need to be able to operate independently, to think independently with little or minimal support. We're not going to have the comforts that we have in the, the locations that we deployed to in previous years. Uh, we, we might have, sm- we're going to have smaller teams and more dangerous or uh, cons- resource constrained environments. And their air dominance is not a guarantee anymore. So we got to be able to operate, think independently, and to think outside the box and to move out quickly and to disperse type operations. So that's what we're gearing up for. That's why we put a refocus, a big focus in on exercising, building confidence, and getting people to push their boundaries and think outside the box. And so, you know, we talked about airmen. It's a lot of stuff we're doing in that regard. And that's that's first because that's the number one priority. We cannot do anything without our airmen. Planes don't fly themselves. Planes don't fix themselves. Base doesn't guard itself. We have to have airmen. And so mission is our, our second focus area. And we talk about mission, there's three kind of LOEs. One is we know that we're the super tanker wing. We know that comes with a lot of responsibility. And so we're, we're going to be the pace setter. I think we are absolutely the pace setter with the things that this team has done. Uh, she likes to, say, likes to say we have better airmen. But it's because I think it's part of it is because we empower you to move out and do things. Uh, whether that's hot air refueling, that's air crew servicing, that's doing the 20 ship minimal interval takeoff, uh, world record, never been done in the KC-135, that, those numbers. And the cool thing about that, the person that led that, the maintenance led that, was not a colonel, wasn't a chief, it was Master Sergeant Cody Haynes. And so it's impressive what airmen can do if we just let them. So definitely being a pace setter, and then also making sure that we sustain excellence in our conventional nuclear force. Chief talked about a little bit, we did really well on our nuclear operational readiness inspection. Uh, Now we're looking to ways to improve our mission in that regard, also on the conventional side really getting after math force, gen, uh, force generation, uh, another initiative put out by the chief staff of the Air Force. And then the last thing, when we think about mission, it, it's the airplanes, it's our airmen, it's the capability that we provide, but it's also the space. The space is a strategic platform. And so we're looking to improve our, our alert facility, 
Uh, we're making sure that, you know, Chief and I always took about you know, a few years ago, we got 12 additional primary sign aircrafts so and we went from 36 to 48. Uh, truth be told, we actually have 68 airplanes here, a lot of more backup aircraft inventory. So, again, hats off to the maintenance and all the teams that support that because we don't get the additional manpower um, to doing really well. But uh, that being said, we're looking to get new base ops. And so all, we always joke around about, if you see the movie Field of Dreams, they used to say, you know, if you build it, they will come. Well, they did the opposite. They came, and they haven't <laughs> built everything yet. Yep. And so our team has been working really hard, CE, MSG, uh, you name it, uh, OG, Operations Group, to articulate our need and say, hey, we need this stuff now. And so one of our biggest projects, our biggest priority is the, um, the new base ops. Uh, we know it's going to cost more money because, you know, when you, when you budget five years ago, there's cost escalation, especially after this pandemic. Mm-hmm. But we cannot change what the design of the base ops is going to be. It's really going to support our math force gen when we get every squadron realigned with the AMU and getting our guard. And it's going to be a TFI uh, base ops. And so we're really excited about that. Other things is, you know, looking to add to the gym. we got more people here. And that's part of the process. Plus, we get additional warehouse for our logistics radio squadron. Uh, we have all the parts for the 135. We just need more space. And so we'll continue to advocate uh, with that higher headquarters uh, to make sure we get that. And then the last one, our priorities is culture. And culture, one of the biggest things is, is all about inclusion and connection. Uh, we have to give people the space and opportunity to have a voice. And so I'm really proud of folks like Equal Opportunity, opportunity. moving out on an initiative called RISE, and I always forget what it stands for, but it's basically an open forum when you can come here. Really proud of the Don Ottmeyer and her team uh, with Diversity and Inclusion Working Group. Uh, first in AMC to come up with a flight plan and just making sure that we continue to execute actionable items within that flight plan. Uh, but there's more we can do and there's more that we need to do and we make sure that we, we do that. Other part of culture is innovation, empowering. I'm really proud to say just down the hall from here where we're at, uh, we've, we got to open our Inland Spark tank this past fall. Um, th- this space has done so much innovation uh, rather it be the theory constraints where we set the this, this standard and we're the poster child for Air Force, headquarters Air Force A4 and the theory constraints model. Basically, they created 1,500 more available days uh, for the KC-135. Yep. And the innovation cell, uh, this is the first time we're actually staffing it full-time. So we have Sergeant Clay uh, and Lieutenant Colonel Dawson over there. Captain Johnson will be back. And Captain Johnson will be back shortly after his uh, vacation for six months there sure. de- or deployment, whatever you want to call it. We were fully staffed. We have a fully staffed innovation cell. That's the first time we've done that here at Fairchild. Before, it was an additional duty type situation. But uh, really proud of the team. They're going to be the point of, uh, of synergy pretty much for the base for all the ideas, for all the things going on already, uh, you know, in our was maintenance side of the house or the support side of the house or the OG, et cetera. They'll be the focal point for ideas and for, uh, for actionable innovation type initiatives. And then uh, the last part of the, the LOE for culture is, is, is building relationships with the total force. And so we do a lot of great things with the Guard. Really proud of the partnership we have with the Guard. Uh, we can't do what we do without the Guard. Uh, and in some areas, it's really in, it's integrated a lot. In some areas, we're more associated. And, and that's fine. That's the way it should be. So we'll continue to move out with them. Also, with our survival school, the 336 training group, the Joint Personnel Recovery Agency, the, the weapons school, the more we can partner, the more we can move forward together. Also, the community, a lot of initiatives of community this past year, we, they, they executed the, um, I think, first in Air Force, first in DOD, Operation Fly Together, the minor league baseball team. Thanks to Otto Klein, the Vice President of Spoken Indians, and also Mr. Jeff Johnson, our Deputy MSG civilian here, who has um, made that happen. 
Uh, we also, they did a small arms range off base of P4. It's like a basically public-private partnership. First in DOD to ever do something like where we took an intergovernment service agreement, and what we will pay to use their facility every year, they'll build it for us because we just don't have the milk on to build a new small arms range, and we need one. But, man, the community is really helping us out. Uh, just a couple days ago, Chief and I went to a Ford Fairchild meeting. Last May, we had our first ever Quality of Life Summit with the local community, and they brought in some SME, like 58 SMEs, to help us, you know, the, the hard areas, spouse licensure, housing, child care, education, diversity inclusion. And what's really cool for Fairchild, they, they, that's their focus areas. Uh, they know we can't just have a meeting and stop, and so right. they're going to continue to go forward and do things. Uh, next week, I'm going to go down to um, another partnership. is Washington State Installation Commanders Forum. So all the installation commanders all across Washington State are going to meet. And our, our focus areas, a lot of areas, but the one we're really going to focus on is spouse licensure. We need Washington State to, to do, provide better support and um, allowing spouses to get employment. Because it's, you know, the old saying is you recruit airmen, but you retain families. If we don't do better on the retaining part, we're going to lose some airmen. Chief, I think, I think that's a big thing for our priorities and success. And there's been a lot more successes. I go on and on. Well, if I can hit on, on a couple here that, that, you know, sir, you mentioned families, but uh, a couple of things are our key spouses, you know, our, the training we provide our key spouses, a lot of improvements have been made to that. And that's to the, for the thanks, you know, thanks to that go to our key spouses for providing feedback and coming forward with ideas. And they're all volunteers. They're not getting paid to do any of this stuff, uh, but they're stepping up and in with ideas and suggestions to make our programs better that target our spouses here on the installation. Uh, you mentioned successes, you know, the BH increase, uh, which I think we hit on earlier, the 20% increase is temporary. Hopefully, as we go into 22, that's a, we get a similar type increase on our permanent BH rates. We'll see. We'll find out here soon, hopefully in the next 30 days or so. We just got done doing our Right Star briefing. Uh, we used to come to these Right Star briefings, you know, five, six, ten months ago. And you ask folks, here, are you living off base? And then uh, is the BH you know, enough to cover your rent? Nobody ever raised their hand. Everybody was struggling uh, to make ends meet rent-wise with BAH. We just asked the same question today, and every no, and everybody raised their hand saying, "Yeah, we have plenty." Our BAH with a, with a twenty percent increase, I'm right that where I need to be BAH-wise, and I'm not coming out of pocket at all. So that was that itself to me was a little small win, or actually a big win when you think about it, right? Uh, if I can't afford to pay rent, if I can't afford to give my family a clean, safe place to live, we can't focus on the on the mission here. So. That's a win, you know, and those are little things that our team here uh, putting in the work behind the scenes, doing their homework, going above and beyond the requirements uh, to make sure we get our numbers right. That goes a long way for, uh, for mission and, and readiness. So I, I, I could probably give you an hour of successes, whether that's going to be uh, the only KC-135 to do a non-combatant evacuation of Afghanis was a squadron here, the, the 93rd ARS during deployment. And so there's all kinds of history. In fact, this team did so many successes here that we are Air Mobility Command's Commander-in-Chief's Excellence, excuse me, Commander-in-Chief's Installation Excellence Award nominee. And so now we're going to compete at the Air Force level. Awesome. And so that's all about what the Airmen did here, and, and there's more to come. So, Chief, what's, uh, if we go from successes, what's your biggest struggles, frustrations that you have you've seen since you've been here <laughs> my biggest struggle is uh we say this word a lot you know just us two behind closed doors but apathy right a lot of things going on a lot of efforts being put forward by a lot of agencies here on base to to take care of uh to take care of airmen families to improve quality of life and service and, and sometimes you know you go to an event and there's nobody there attendance is not what it should be 
So it's just apathy, right? And I think 2020 was such a hard year and even parts of 21 where people were told, hey, we're in a pandemic, stay indoors, don't go anywhere, don't do anything, keep to yourself. And just getting out of that malaise, right? That what I call the COVID coma is tough, right? And it takes a lot of work and a lot of energy to get people out and about and connecting. But apathy is the biggest thing or, or what you mentioned, sir, before is atrophy and resilience and atrophy and mission at times because of the pandemic. But uh, just people being apathetic to everything that's going on and to getting out and about and connecting and taking advantage of everything that's being put in front of them to improve connect connection, quality of life, quality of service, and everything else. For me, it's similar. I think uh, Chief and I always, always talk about uh, COVID. We will fear and respect it. And we'll do things to mitigate it, but we're not going to use it as an excuse. Uh, we're going to move out. We're going to do events, physically distance, because we want to we connect socially. Uh, I'm not a fan of Zoom. I'm not a fan of virtual, if we can do it in person. We are seeing in the Air Force uh, recently in a drive of uh, increase in suicides. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're not connecting. Uh, Chief talked about apathy. We gotta get airmen out of the dorms, we gotta get families out, and we gotta make sure that you may have a great thing going on, uh, but the person next to you may not. And so the greatest resource we have to combat suicide ideations and, and other challenges is um, connection, and, and really real connection. If you know somebody, you can know when something's not right. And a lot of times it's when stresses are up, we just got to make sure that the resources are available. I'm really proud of the team. We Chief talked about a little bit earlier, the One Fair Child Initiative, the assist training. Uh, we do that once a month. And it's for frontline supervisors trying to build that army of people. But we also started clubs this past year. And it's, you know, continues to work. I think there's about 30-something clubs now, about 700 people. And then we got to continue to get people connected. We also, uh, Inflex, Military Family Life Council. Last January, we wrote a letter to DOD and said we need help. And so we got four more, and we got them embedded in our in maintenance and, and security forces. There's more we can do, and we're going to do it. My other frustration is sometimes bureaucracy. Bureaucracy at you know at the wing, bureaucracy at higher ups. Um, Chief and I always talk about we're ready to sign anything, and we're ready and we love it. We don't know what's going on because we love it when people are doing stuff. And so please, please continue to do things, and please continue to make sure that we're connecting. And then my biggest frustration, to be honest with you, is the closure of the Red Mormon Center because. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, you know, again, we had a Halloween event there last year, 800,000 people, 800, people showed up, and then we had to close it down, and so, but keep swimming, that's why they built the depot. All right, Chief, I'll take this first one, mm-hmm. and then you kind of go on. So, I, goals before PCSing, relinquishing command. So, I'm hoping that uh, I get to stay through July. One is I want us to have a, a good, a great unit effective inspection. Um, I think we're highly effective across the board. Now, the thing is we just got to show it. Uh, we, we got some outstanding airmen, and we got some amazing civilians uh, that I know that will make sure that we're spending time and making sure that we can show the inspection team that this week we can do anything. We're always on call, we're always deployed, and we're always on alert, and so we're always ready, and I think we're highly effective. And then once we get through that, uh, one of our big things is the air show. Spokane, a lot of things have been closed down. We haven't had a hoop fest for the last two years, and so we're going to come back and have it out. We want to have an amazing air show for them Uh, and then also really cool in july we're going to have the women's dod uh soccer team so 10 10 teams from all over the world are going to come here again another thing we can do with with the community uh, to show the air force i'm really excited about uh doing more stem events uh connecting getting more uh, diverse backgrounds to join the air force but it's hard to be uh, what you can't see and so we want to make sure we're out and about and showing that 
the diversity we have in our Air Force, that's what makes us the greatest, have the greatest advantage. The other thing is continue to lead the KC-135 uh, Mobility Enterprise on ACE and MCA. Chief, what we're missing? Well, sir, I mean, mentioned goals for 22. First things first, uh, I think we've done a lot of work. Our airmen here have done a lot of work in 2021 uh, showcasing that we, we are the super tanker wing. We are the, the, the lead dog, for, in essence, uh, for the enterprise. So I want to capture some of that good work and make sure they get properly recognized uh, through the annual awards process at the 18th Air Force and AMC level. So first things first, I want to start off the year with recognition for our folks and all their work behind the scenes. And uh, people, we always joke around about some some people, some folks are all show, no go. But I like, I'll argue, and I, and I let everybody know, it's all go here at Fairchild. Our, our folks put in the work. They don't talk a big game, they just do the work. And it's time now to recognize their performance and uh, everything they achieved in 21. So I want to start the year off right with proper recognition for our airmen, our teams, our squadrons, and even our first sergeant council to the first sergeant council of the year accolade that AMC hands out. They've been putting in the work. I want to get them recognized. Uh, and I want to roll into the spring. Uh, and like the boss mentioned, we have the UE, you know, at the end of January. But I want to, you know, I'm sure we're going to crush that. And we want to roll into the spring and continue to invest in developing airmen and families. So I want to host some more of our career field functionals, career field managers to come out here to Fairchild. I know last is 2021. We have the, the big maintenance Career field managers come out. I want to have them back out of here along with AMC. And I want to have some more folks come out and see Fairchild and see what we have to offer. One thing that stood out that, that a lot of folks at AMC commented us about Fairchild is we, we host a lot of folks here. We bring a lot of people to Fairchild. We want to showcase the Super Tanker Wing. We want to showcase the things we have and the things we need help with getting. Uh, so we're going to keep doing that in 22 as we get into next summer before we roll out of here. But we want to make Fairchild the center, you know, not only of the tanker world, but of the Air Force, right? Everybody's going to know that the best come to the Pacific uh, inland northwest. I think uh, good, good points, Chief. Um, so housing, we want to have uh, get the BH rates to continue to, to increase to match what our airmen are paying, and then uh, I want to make sure we have dialogue with Air Force uh, Civil Engineering Center and uh, Balfour Beatty to really, really look and explore to build some more homes on this base. We think that we can get forty or sixty more homes, and that would be a good relief valve for us and we think there's opportunities to do it. It's different, it's not what the Air Force typically does, but I think we can show them that we, we can do that. And then, uh, you know, we, we talked about it, if you if you build it, they will come. It's the opposite, they came, now we need to build it. Well, we had a little growth in population over the last few years, but a downward trend of base amenities. And so even though we get the Red Morgan Center back up in, in 22, we really wanna get a fun spot. If, if you've been stationed here before, you know that we had previous uh, roof collapse, roof challenges of our previous fun spot. So we want a fun spot 2.0, put it right behind the, uh, the Red Morgan Center, add some bowling lanes, uh, some other activities, kind of make it like a triple play. And so we got some momentum there. And then services center, we, we're asking them to come out, look at it. And this might not happen. It definitely won't happen by the time we leave here. But we want to get pen to paper, uh, be part of that, that playing that tree so it provides a future shade. Uh, for people in the future, but we, we need more stuff here. We are a northern base. I mean, look out the window right now here, it's snowing. Um, and so, we, we, and if you compare us to the other ones, we, ha we have nothing compared to what they have. And so, that, and then really make sure that we're advancing our plus up requirements with Milcon. We talked about base ops, the warehouse, but making sure we get that design phase, put pen to paper, and so we can move forward and make sure we, we get that stuff ready for the, for the, for the wing.
Something else I forgot to mention, sir, that, you know, you talk about developing, you know, airmen and families and bringing focus in on Fairchild. We have a phenomenal partnership here with our local community. Uh, so we're going to leverage a lot of industry idea exchange type situations yeah. or, or private industry idea exchanges, even development, you know, opportunities. So we'll partner with, you know, we're off base, for example, Whitworth University, which is my honorary commander. One of my two honorary commanders is the Whitworth University uh, vice president and dean of students. We'll partner with them. Uh, we, we got other partners that are coming online that say, hey, they want to take the time to come on base and educate our, our senior enlisted leaders, our first sergeants, our spouses. They want to offer up, offer up opportunities to uh, develop them, too, and to give them uh, opportunities to grow and to, uh, as professionals, as, as, uh, as people. So we'll continue to leverage that in 22. Right. Well, you know, General Manahan, our new Admiral Billy Commander, he says his mantra is, let's go. And so we're excited about that. Simple. And we're looking forward to hosting him and, and Chief Grizelnik. Uh, the plan is 19, 20 January and show up what the space is doing. Right. It's all about the airmen. It's all what the airmen do. And so, Chief uh, and I, we always say we work for you. And so, if you have anything we can do for you, let us know. Email us, call us. But uh, we know we got more work to do and we'll, we'll keep doing it. We'll continue to do our, our uh, outreach uh, initiatives, whether it's the walking all calls, whether it's having, you know, we have our shadow program. We have a, a command chief or a commander and command chief shadow that comes up. You know, we have an airman young officer that comes up, they spend the whole day with us at all our meetings, uh, usually on a Monday, so they get to see the full gamut of things we, we're, we're doing for them behind the scenes. Uh, we'll continue to have those things. We also do the undercover boss, is what we call it, the undercover command chief or undercover commander deal. So you'll see us out and about on base. Maybe you'll see us at the fitness center. I don't know. That's coming up soon, I think. Uh, but you'll see us out and about trying to walk a mile in your shoes and see what you're doing to contribute to mission uh, success here at Fairchild. So we'll, those things will continue on in 22. Like I mentioned before, we keep bringing everybody to Fairchild that we can again bring from the Air Force level to the MAGCOM, et cetera. A lot of DBs come through here, and that's good. We want to showcase uh, our airmen, families, and, and what we do here mission-wise. Uh, there's no shame in that at all. We want to make Fairchild the, the epic center of all things uh, super tanker wing and, and really all things Air Force. Thanks. Anything else you need from us? I have a couple of things oh. to go over with yeah. you guys if you oh, wow. guys have Let's time. Um, you did mention uh, Fun Spot 2.0, and I know... I've, I've, since getting into the seat, I've gotten a privy and I understand why things take so long. But I did notice on the town hall comments one airman that I happen to know. And he's a maintainer, so it's hard for us to get out okay. there sometimes. We do it to ourselves. But he was just curious why, I think it started about three years ago, so before you both mm -hmm. got into the seat. But it's been an ongoing thing that he's been told about and promised for a very long time. So I think uh, what we're talking about is different. And so okay. three years ago, the Red Morgan Center was a project. Yes, sir. And so the Red Morgan Center opened, because in 2016, I think it's when they, they lost it. Okay. And so great work by our predecessors to get the Red Morgan Center. Phenomenal work uh, to get that funded, to get it filled it. And so the Red Morgan Center was open in 2020, right. in January. And in March, it closed down in October. Through the pandemic. <laughs> it closed down because of the pandemic. And then, uh, we, we, again, we, we had some uh, increased vaccination rates. We had some good things. We reopened it. And then in Oct then probably about September, I got a call saying they had a roof study, and, and then you had to immediately evacuate people from there. And so we elected to wait until this winter, and so we had one last event in October. And so but a lot of great work to get the, um, the, roof, the money to fix the roof, emergency requirement request, about $4 million to fix it. But the Fun Spot 2.0 is, is, is different. It's okay. like, hey, really appreciate what we got. We appreciate fixing the roof, but still not enough. And Agreed. so the fun software was bringing back what we used to have in 2016. Okay. And so 
But uh, yeah, I'd love to talk to your airmen and meet them. And then, um, so just to be clear, them. we have the Red Morgan. I'm sorry, sir, I didn't mean to cut you off, but we have the Red Morgan Center. We'll have that back in October, hopefully, of the fall of 22 with the roof repairs. And we're going to, what we're pushing for, and, and we're making some leadway, and we're getting some positive feedback is to add, you know, bowling, uh, a bowling alley type deal set up and some other amenities to the Red Morgan Center. In essence, an expansion of the Red Morgan Center. That's what we're pushing hard for. You know, it won't happen for a while, but we're planting the seed and we're moving forward and we're connecting to the right people and, and asking the right questions and doing the right research. Some people complain about things. We like to just not only complain about them, but hey, we're gonna complain about them for about a minute, but we're gonna craft solutions and proposals and bring them forward and say, hey, we would like to do this, but here's our idea on how to do it. We've done the homework for you. We've done the research. We got all the answers here. Please listen to us and here's our proposal. Uh, Easy to complain, but it takes a little bit of work and uh, and, and uh, creativity to pro- to craft solutions and propose them, and that's what we're big on here. Solutions. So, so I think 2016 is when the fun spot was closed down. Yes, sir. And I think 2020 is when the Morgan Center, Morgan Center opened. So it's about a four-year gap, and then unfortunately the roof thing happened. But um, Chief said it'll be open in the fall. But we're hoping in two or three years we'll get the expansion expansion of the Red Morgan Center with the fun spot 2.0. And so we're bringing down Air Force Service Center. We're bringing down our liaison AMC to look at it and, and our proposal awesome. and to get it on the books. And so not only do we have the, the population here, but we have the, the SEER side, about 8,000 students a year. And so it will be a profitable business uh, for Service Center. And so we're going to continue to show them. And every time we show a DV, we walk them through there and we, we give them a plan. But I still I would love to meet your airmen because one thing is, like, there's other things we can do in the meantime, and the depot is one of them. Uh, the depot again, great work by CE and FSS to get it built up, but we're gonna need we need more people going there, and so we'll continue to push it. And then I think we had a UFC fight there, and some people showed up. Yeah, we showed the big card USC fights, uh, and us FSS putting that together. Something else we have going on there that I really want to foot stump and highlight on on 14 January of 22, we have our winter wellness fair, and that is Operation Warm Heart, which is our first sergeant council, in essence, nonprofit private org. They're putting that together and they're bringing in all sorts of businesses from off base that are going to showcase health and wellness uh, things for, for you. If you have a pet, they'll even have some some pet health and wellness stuff in there. We're also going to focus in on self-improvement, not only physical and fitness and everything else and well-being, but also uh, self-improvement as an education. So we'll have a college fair type deal set up there. So all things self-improvement. And I think we're looking at making that a alternate place of duty or alternate duty location. To encourage participation, and by the way, we're going to get some sponsors and some other things to entice people to come out there. Maybe we'll have some goodies you can walk through and get something good to eat. Hmm. I won't mention any brands, but uh, there's a really popular restaurant that's on the north side of town. There's only one of them in town. We're trying to get some of that stuff to hand out to folks to come out there and participate and walk through and speak to all the different health and wellness and self-improvement type agencies that'll be out there. A lot of work's going into that behind the scenes. I think the winter months are tough here, you know, with the snow and the ice and everything else. But we want to focus our eminent families on, on self-improvement and positive behaviors during those months. And really, like, you know, on a personal side, I'm taking the, the winter months. I usually run outside and do things outside. But in the winter months, I'm going to be indoors in the gym, lifting weights and working out and doing things that are positive to keep my mind and body healthy. That's right. I, I didn't see you there this morning, sir. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, I think you go to the over 50 gym, though, yeah, so that's yeah, a different yeah, gym. Yeah, yeah. So, so younger than him. But, uh, again, back to your airmen, it's like we know we need more amenities, but we, we're trying to do as much of what we have. 
And so I was really proud of the team. Yesterday they did a, the first uh, community college of the Air Force graduation yeah, in two there. years. It was awesome. That was awesome. Um, you know, we did the Bring Your Kids to Work Day this past summer. Yes, and it was really cool to see, like, three-year-olds driving excavators. Um, it, it was um, the, the combat dining out this year was awesome. Um, and so we'll continue to do what we can, and we want to do more. It's been a heavy taxing year with all the inspections and exercises, but, man, the team keeps moving out and stuff. And 18 February, we're going to have an awesome annual awards banquet. I don't, yes. know, if you, I don't know if you want to give any secrets. Well, I'll, let, I'll give some secrets. A lot of work going on behind the scenes with the annual awards banquet. Um, like Colonel Bentley mentioned, like we're outside the box kind of folks. Uh, we're non-conventional. And usually annual awards banquet means you get to dress up in your, in your mess dress or in your semi-formal and you kind of – you can hardly move or you can hardly eat because you can't move in that thing. And it's not a lot of fun, right? You kind of sit there, try to stay awake, you root for your people, and you, you go home. Uh, but we don't do that here. We do extra. We do a little bit different. So it's going to be an MMA fight night theme to the event. We have a lot of uh, – we have at least one legit UFC fighter who, who plans on being there. And we have, in addition, uh, multiple other professional-type MMA fighters that will be – there for the evening, I think. Uh, somebody, I'm, I'm not supposed to fight you, right? Somebody who's sitting here at the table is going to be uh, fighting with a professional, legit MMA fighter. That's the word on the street. Training, uh, and that person is not me. I think is the person across from me, to my left. Uh, and uh, hopefully he's training. He hopefully he's dieting because uh, I hear a lot of stuff's been being said behind the scenes, uh, a lot of trash talk behind the scenes there. So. I asked for a prediction from the MMA fighter he's going to be going up against, and he just told me his prediction is pain. Uh, so I look forward I look forward to that uh, annual awards gala here at the 18th of February. It's going to be a uh, uniform of the day type event, relaxed atmosphere, a fun atmosphere, a lot of chaos going on. And we're trying to make it uh, as affordable as possible, if not free. So we're going to do some fundraising. We're going to leverage our local community support to keep costs down and to make the event as fun as possible. The point is we want to have an event that people want to go to, that airmen want to attend, that is easy to attend, right after work on a Friday, go over to the hangar, hangar two, see the event go down, root for your individual award nominees, root for, you know, we have team award, a team award that we bring on, that we brought online, a team of the year. We also brought online a squadron of the year award because uh, we like competition. Competition breeds excellence, so. Look forward to announcing our winners and, and pushing them up to the 18th Air Force and AMC level. Bottom line, 18th February, annual awards gala or dinner. Uh, it's going to be a fight night theme. Uh, the, the awards themselves are going to be different. Uh, not, it won't be just a cheesy plaque or a trophy. You'll see we have something special planned. Last year was good. Um, propeller. The propeller was cool last year, but we're, we're always looking to level up around here in the Super Tanger Wing. So we're going to level up, do something better, more fun. I look forward to that evening. It's going to be a lot of fun. As we get into 2022. Perfect. Anything else? Yeah, the you guys mentioned the depot, and we do appreciate you guys trying to bring that online for our airmen. We try and make them do a scavenger hunt during FTAC, and oh, that nice. is one of the locations they can go to get some major points. Have you guys seen the mural that's been yeah. designed? Yes. I want yes. to just make sure a shameless plug for my Comnav. He needs to, he needs to finish yeah. the job though. I mean, uh, come he on. Does that on uh, swing, Sergeant, so Cla- it's not it's Sergeant Claudio? Yes. Yeah, Sergeant Claudio. Yeah, he's, very very he's impressive. He is very impressive. Very uh, gifted artist. So when you see him, tell him, hey, uh, once you finish the job, we'll make sure we give you some additional recognition and shout-outs. But he's doing really good work. No, all kidding aside, he's doing phenomenal work. And he's doing that on his, bond, on his yes, own time. Yes, yeah. he, he's doing it after working long hours and maintenance. He goes out there and paints. 
and there, there's more space too. If anybody else wants to paint, we, we, you know, we were really proud of uh, trying to make as much as it can be. Just uh, buy him some gift cards to Chipotle or Qdoba. And Chipotle is this thing, okay? <laughs> now I know. When he gets it done, I'll take him. When he gets it done, we'll take him to Chipotle and we'll get him uh, some some other special recognition. I'll send him a text right after this. Thanks. Yes. And I know it got missed just because we did so many amazing things through this year, but I had to make sure that my fellow flight mates over at ALS were brought into this oh, about yes. ALS. Oh yeah, so uh, so many highlights this man, year. Yes. Great team on Master of State and no. Um, you know, May of 2013, we had a terrible incident that happened where Shell 7-7, we lost three great airmen, uh, one of them being Trey Mackey. And so Master Sergeant Staten, uh, she prepared this brief. She did a lot of work, and with the first 30 seconds, said, let's do it. And so she, through her dedication, through her work. Her diligence. Her yes. diligence. That we, the ALS is now the Trey Mackey Airman Leadership School. If you haven't been over there, go check it out. It is, it, it's amazing what they did. Every detail is is there. Thank so you. I want to work. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much. There's so it's many highlights. Well, there's the ALS renaming, the NORI success. You know that we're gearing up for the UE success. The LRE we have coming up. Um, the the maintenance career field managers coming out here. The first time they've been out here, I think ever, <laughs> for a very long time. Uh, USO. Eight, we had the USO set up. Shannon Reen behind the scenes oh, doing yes. a lot of work. Uh, she's a volunteer. She brought the USO to Furchow. We never had the USO presence here. The Red Cross is back, but you know we have Lacey Clark over there. We haven't had a Red Cross presence here in a long time. Uh, yeah. Am I missing? I'm missing a bunch of other things. I'm sure. Right. So much has gone on in 21, and it's all airmen, and it's all people doing it, uh, and te- stepping up and in, and being part of the solution. Yeah, it's, it's really impressive. A lot of award winners, higher headquarters. I mean, it's so again, if you, if you have a chance, we can send you the Sync IEA award. You'll we try to capture a lot, but. Probably need more pages. It's, it's all what the airmen do. We yep. just get to be good uh, so, spectators, I guess. Yep. The Commander in Chief Installation Excellence Award, which you know we're we're up competing at the Air Mobility Command. We're it's actually we're right. actually the nominee from Air Mobility Command, so we'll compete at the Air Force level. And that's all this. This is all you know. The services provided, the things that our airmen are doing mission wise, the installation management. So many highlights. We had Chief Osby uh, here, uh, Kevin Osby from AFES Corporate. First time since 2009, we had somebody from that office come out and visit Fairchild. In 2022, is going to be more of the same, right? We're going to keep bringing people out here, focusing them, focusing them in on Fairchild, showcasing what we do here, the Super Tanker Wing, and bringing better quality of life and service to women and families. The Weapon System Council. Weapon yeah. System Council for the KC-135. Yeah, right. The total force, and we brought maintenance in. It's got to be offset maintenance together. From all over the world. Yeah, but Chief, so a lot of great things we're talking about, but we know we've got a lot more work to do. And then... As we go to our transition period this summer, we're not going to get our feet off the gas pedal. And then, especially when we get to this UEI, you know, it's, it's going to be fun, uh, but we're going to work, and we're going to try to make, improve everything. That's going to be a dead sprint to, uh, yeah. to July of 22. Right. And one thing that I've noticed that, you know, you guys mentioned apathy, uh, and you guys both got to be at one of the meetings, the ALA, Air Power Leadership Academy. Yeah. Oh, just, that was awesome. <laughs> just so you know, it's taking off. We are getting uh, Master and Taishu who brought it here with him. He's had people contact him about how can I get in the next class. Can I highlight that real quick? Uh, Air, Air, Air Power Leadership Academy, uh, we're the only like AMC host installation or installation to have an active ALA program, Air Power Leadership Academy, which is something that certain Taishu brought from overseas. I remember sitting with him in my office and saying, hey, I want to do this here at Fairchild. And like Colonel Bentley says, we, we'll sign anything, we'll approve anything. I was like, hey, it involves developing airmen and making them better and connecting them with other folks. Let's do it. What do you need from us? You know, we need yeah. it. you need influence. You need resources. We provide those things, and, uh, and it's rolling out. 
And people are reaching out, asking, hey, how are you doing this? Well, all it requires is airmen that care. Airmen that want to do this, that want to go and put in a couple of hours, you know, once a week after their duty day is over. Uh, and is airmen taking care of airmen, NCOs connecting with other NCOs. And I'm extremely proud of all the work that they're doing. We got to go speak to them a few weeks ago uh, at the Air Power Leadership Academy, ALA. And it was great. It was a great little experience. And I got to, to speak to some of the people that are about to graduate here soon. It's a huge deal. And I'm really proud of the team because some other bases have tried having these type of initiatives and they haven't been successful. But here at Fairchild, like I keep saying, uh, like somebody once told me, we have better airmen. We yeah. might not have all the resources. We might not have, you know, everything going our way uh, infrastructure-wise. But we simply have better airmen. So we always find a way to get to yes and, and make things successful. I think they have better airmen because you trust people to make a difference, they will. And so just trusting airmen and they move out. Yeah. Graduation is 30 November. I know you'll be TDY, sir, yes, but I know Chief, you'll be there. I'll be around. And it's a big deal. It is. One last thing still on that apathy, and I know we've talked about this already, but just so my listeners can hear as well, morale patches. I know you said that if they're decent, you will sign off uh, on things. Just, just make sure that they're, they're appropriate. and you know, I, I'll sign in 30 minutes or awesome. less. Just and so AMXS sent one up. Uh, I, think another, I forget the other squadron. We're trying but to get FSS it, too. Yeah, it's great. I, whatever you guys want to do. Matter of fact, them. I think Ammo gave me a morale patch, and I think our, our um, recovery AR shop gave me a morale patch. So I'm going to go put mine on because it's Friday. It so Friday. I wear, whatever patch you guys give us, we'll wear them on Fridays, just putting it out there. You know, We like swag. So. And there you're here, and on Fridays, it's morale patch day. Just keep yeah, it yeah. clean so we can keep it. Keep That's it clean right. so we can keep it. No, I, 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 I don't know you will. And so, again, talking about bureaucracy, I don't know why you guys sign that stuff. I trust commanders, but uh, that's why I'll sign it quick. The last thing is, because we've got to step out, we got wingman day going on. Yes, sir. And so, again, we'll do these things. It's important to take a knee. And then when you take a knee, just really break down and really talk to people. But even when we're busy, Chief and I always talk about this, no one's that important. And so what we mean by that is if you need to take a knee, you can. Someone else can fill the the gap because we need you to come back ready to go. Because um, really, you are all that really important. Uh, but sometimes work can get in the way, and we just got to make sure we got to take care of each other. So a lot of great work in 21. 22 is going to be awesome. Uh, less inspections to worry about. Because I think we had every inspection known to mankind in 2021, <laughs> and, we, and we crushed them all. And we'll continue to do. We got that. one more in 2022. We got one more in 22. Yep. But then once we uh, we get that, you know, on our wind on our rear rear mirror, we'll we'll keep moving forward in a dead sprint to the summer of 22. Uh, thanks for doing this. This is awesome. Colonel Bentley, Chief, thanks again for yeah. coming by. Thanks Maybe for hosting us. Yeah. Do another one next quarter. Perfect. <laughs> that up another episode. If you guys want to be on the podcast or know someone who might want to or possibly have an idea for a podcast, please have them reach out. They can hit me up at 92foxtrotsierrasierra.foxtrotsierradeltapapa.fairchildcharliealphaalpha.us.af.mil. And until next time, you guys have a spectacular day.